Hi, this is Brigadier General Jack Hammond, the Executive Director of the Home Base Program. Home Base operates the premier mental health center for veterans and military families across the United States. We welcome and have treated more than 30,000 veterans and military families from all 50 states, territories, and even several countries abroad since our founding in 2009. Our focus is to care for people affected by the invisible wounds of war. If you or a family member need our help this holiday season, please contact us at 617-724-5202. And to learn more about what we do at Home Base, come to homebase.org. Happy holidays to all, and please enjoy this special holiday story of carrying out the mission of giving to those in need. So last December, my family was scrolling through Netflix. We're looking for another holiday film to add to our list. We had already watched the usual Elf, Daddy's Home 2, and even Die Hard. My wife came across Operation Christmas Drop. It's a timely, feel-good movie based on the real-life longest-running humanitarian airdrop mission and the oldest ongoing mission of the Department of Defense. We enjoyed the movie, even the romantic plot, of course, with my two teenagers, but it made me wonder more about the history of Operation Christmas Drop and how it's more than just a Christmas tradition. So I called Lucy, my co-producer on the show, and we set out to learn more. So we first reached out to Captain Matt Carowin at the Anderson Air Force Base in Guam, where the drop started in the early 1950s. Hello, home base nation. My name is Matt Carowin. I'm the president for Operation Christmas Drop 2021. When I talked to Captain Carowin, it was 5 p.m. in Boston, December 9th for us, and 8 a.m. the next day on December 10th for Captain Carowin, 15 hours ahead in Guam. He and his team were getting ready for the day, loading up this year's Christmas drop, which runs from December 5th through December 11th. Yeah, so uh, weather, B-29, um, for the 54th Weather Reconnaissance Squadron, was flying around the uh, islands about 3,500 miles south of Hawaii and uh, saw one lone islander waving as they passed by. Uh, in the heart of the Christmas spirit, they gathered what supplies they had, strapped a parachute to it, and pushed it out the back, and thus began the uh, tradition of Operation Christmas Drop. Uh, so it's been going. It started out uh, an island here or there. Um, you know, obviously it grew as its popularity grew. It was a became a small private organization in the 80s uh, and then just continued to grow with more islands. So starting in July each year through December, the president of Operation Christmas Drop, or OCD, partners with local companies, individuals in Guam and around the U.S., even globally, to gather the goods, medicine, supplies, and of course, things like toys, sneakers, and clothes for kids. Around 84, uh, Brother Bruce joined and began his uh, mission of setting up solar power HF radios on the islands to communicate with the crews and, and kind of discuss the needs. Um, and then it just continued to grow from there. Um, early 2015 uh, is when we first had uh, international allies join us, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, um, they began to help us on our operations. We continued to grow. Um, this year, we actually had South Korea join us for the very first time. This year, this month, is the 70th year of the mission, and they will have delivered to the more than 20,000 people on a total of 57 islands in Micronesia. It is some toys. Obviously, we want to give something in there for the kids, but it's tools. 
Uh, it's stuff like Flex Seal. It's uh, buckets and rope and mosquito netting and stuff like that that we put in there that helps them make it throughout the year. Fishing net, scuba gear, stuff like that, so they can they can survive day to day. Some of the feedback we first got was from the islands that this is their Thanksgiving, this is their Valentine's Day, this is New Year's, this is their Christmas, this is every holiday for them in one day. You know, some of these islands only see one or two boats a year that drop off supplies uh, and mail and stuff like that to them. So talking to one of the, uh, the members that actually got out there, they said, you know, they had been out there since they were a child and they would hear the engines of the 130 and you could just see the island light up. And uh, they would have competitions amongst the kids of who could get the battery-operated toys, and and you know they divvy out all the stuff, and the whole entire community comes together. It wasn't a surprise to us that the story of OCD needed to be told. So after telling the stories of military science fiction in the award-winning Stargate series in the 90s, Canadian producer and director Martin Wood knew once the script hit his desk that this was much more than a Christmas love story, and then he would have the opportunity with his crew to show a true military-civilian humanitarian mission. Operation Christmas Drop came to me um, as a script from Brad Cravoy's group, uh, MPCA. Netflix was interested in doing something like this, and uh, one of the very first things they said to me was, this is the real life story. This is this is an actual thing that happens. Um, the script is not the thing. The, the the thing is a love story that's wrapped around it, a, a, a Christmas love story. But it is really about this humanitarian effort. Martin has navigated the U.S. military film relationship for years and knew that he wanted to do right by not only the U.S. Air Force, but the Guam community. And for us, it, it was necessary to be as close to book as we could. We were adamant about making sure that the mission itself was outlined the way it was supposed to be outlined so that nobody had um, any, um, so that nobody could question what it was that we were trying to do, which was use this mission and this love story around it and make sure that the rest of the world understood that this mission was real. So Alexander Ludwig and Kat Graham, the film leads, had taken on this project for the same reasons Martin was all in, for awareness of this great mission. And then we went out to Alexander. He loved it, loved it. And we had a conversation about it when I first started talking to him, both Alexander and Kat Graham, because it's very much in line with sort of the forward thrust of her life is right now, is that mm-hmm. kind of, um, you know, support for um, uh, humanitarian efforts. Yeah. And so for her, it was very much, she wanted to be a part of it and wanted it to be uh, told as the story it was. Alexander came in and embraced it as well. And both of them said, this is the most amazing thing to be able to do this. You know, um, uh, and for them, it was made that much more. It was so much bigger for them because it was real. I really enjoy a group like that that supports a humanitarian effort and the military and all those things that that need uh, to sort of sometimes have a, uh, um, you know, a flare fired in the air for them. And Captain Carawan's mission from the start of becoming OCD president was to engage the Guam people and the community as much as possible. When I took over in January uh, of 2021, my biggest goal was, well, one of my biggest goals was to get the community more heavily involved in the private organization of of, uh, Operation Christmas Drop. Since the 80s, we've been a small private org on Anderson Air Force Base. Um, but obviously with the movie and the growth and the popularity of Operation Christmas Drop, the community of Guam had a very big sense of pride. Uh, I brought in and sat on my committee 
some Rotary Club members uh, from the islands, especially here on, on Guam, uh, to make them actually a part of the team uh, because there was so much excitement and they opened so many doors for us. You could see just their links to the community. I started getting free aid, free rice, free coolers, free tools, because once I got these guys into my committee and made them a part of our official org, they uh, they just dove in head first and you could just I could not stop the monetary donations. I could not stop the donations for coming in. Uh, we filled a record 200 bundles this year with ease. And a lot of that was just the excitement of getting the community of Guam to be a part of our committee. Um, this year, we also became an official charity, an official private org for the territory of Guam. Uh, and again, just adding to get, making it more part of, of Guam's community and more part of their heritage. Um, it's been fantastic. The excitement uh, of the community to be a part of the private organization, to be a part of the effort uh, has been overwhelming. All right, volunteers, let me see some hands. How are we doing on toiletries? See, good over here, good over here, good over here. All right. Probably the biggest day for the private org is the bundle build, where we have all 200 boxes laid out in a hangar, and we invite people in, families to decorate and color uh, the boxes and write you know, Christmas messages on them. And then we, in a fashion, fill all the boxes with donation items that have been contributed throughout the year. And the community comes together. You know, there's Christmas music in the background. Everybody's, you know, uh, just, you know, getting in that Christmas spirit as we kick this month off. And it's that was probably the highlight of my year this year was to see the community come together and just, you know, love on these islands and give what they could to, to, to take care of those people out there. We, we were liaising with the Chamorro people that were on the island, um, on, on Guam specifically. Um, and what we had tried to set up when we got there is we met uh, um, uh, uh, sort of our fixer on the island was uh, Chamorro. And he said, listen, if you guys are going to come here, I would really like it if you guys could. Uh, will, you, uh, will you work with our people, our local people? Because we'd like to create a film community here. And so what we said is we said, you know what, we're absolutely willing to do that. We'll bring them in as part of the crew mm. so that they get the exposure to what happens and give them positions uh, in this thing. And uh, um, so our local um, access with, with um, uh uh, the, the Chamorro people on, on the island and some of the, 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 uh, the people that we were working with across the board that were local uh, made it actually changed the script for me a couple of times um, and, uh, and made it uh, like we inserted a character that was, uh, that was local where we, we really wanted to, uh, we really wanted to make sure that the island felt honored for being the island that this happened on. So I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that 200 parachuted bundles are dropped from the sky over a distance of 1.8 million miles throughout the Pacific. If you lay a map across the area we drop, it stretches from uh, basically California to Maine. Uh, we dropped to 57 islands and in all encompassing like 1.8 million miles uh, that we fly to and drop and deliver humanitarian aid to. And so we wondered, how is OCD organized? How is it over 70 years operationalized in such a way that sustains this mission? This past year, like other years, Captain Carowin partnered with Bruce Best, also known as Brother Bruce, 
who since 1984 has connected with the chiefs on the islands in Micronesia, creating this master list of what they need the most each year. If you saw the movie, you probably uh, saw the name Brother Bruce. We weren't dealing with a lot of the Micronesian islands. That was Brother Bruce was was our contact with them as well. And uh, Just like in and real life. Exactly, yeah. Now, Brother Bruce, in the very beginning, works with us. Uh, he goes out to all the islands and helps set up those HF radio communications and speaks to the chiefs of the island and to the people. And I personally, as the president, speak directly with Bruce to um, find out exactly what it is they need. Uh, and then I form partnerships with businesses and manufacturers to try and see what we can get. Um, for example, this year, uh, early in July, Brother Bruce was like, hey, we need Flex Seal. They patched their boats with them. They patched their roofs with them. Uh, so I reached out to the manufacturer Flex Seal and asked them what they could do to help. And they filled every box at no cost to us with Flex Seal. And that's kind of how the private org works with the islands to uh, to make sure they get what they need. He goes out and personally meets with them and reports back to me. And then I hunt on the ground for, for people to help me get that kind of stuff that they're asking for. It's pretty sobering to hear that last year due to COVID, a total of only seven islands were able to receive drops as compared to more than 50 islands in all other years. So COVID hit us pretty hard last year. Uh, again, we usually drop to 56, 57 islands uh, every year. Um, you know, the federal states of Micronesia was very, um, obviously very hesitant about drops. Um, they hadn't had a single case of COVID. And so we, last year, we only dropped to seven islands and not 57. As a result, thousands of islanders could not have the access to the supplies, goods, antibiotics, and other medicines that OCD brings each year. Uh, this year, uh, again, when I took over, I started working pretty heavily. I have um, the 36 medical group here. I put several members from there on my staff. Um, when we began to work with the pilots, uh, we began messaging our mitigation mitigation measures to to say, hey, you know, in the 2020 drop, even though we dropped to seven islands, not a single trace of COVID infection came from that. At that point, we didn't have a vaccine. At that point, we didn't really understand the virus. Now we understand it more. Now we have a vaccine. Everybody touching it is vaccinated. Um, there was obviously still, you know, some concern there. Uh, so we started working directly with the CDC and uh, we started to develop um some mitigation measures, you know, if you when you see pictures of our bundle bill, we're all wearing gloves, we're all wearing masks, we're all vaccinated, we're all, you know, six feet apart from the boxes. We did everything in our power uh, to make sure we were communicating to those islands that what we were dropping wasn't a threat to them at all. We were doing every measure we could to protect them from this disease. Uh, the CDC gave us their golden seal stamp after our conversation, and obviously we were working very close with the embassies. Uh, to make sure they were giving that message to the island chiefs. Um, and they agreed after all that we had done that uh, what we were doing was safe and would not affect them at all and allowed us to drop to all 57 islands. The, the other thing that happens right now in this day and age is that the islands are, are in, in um, geographic trouble because of rising seas and things like that. They depend on a taro root as their main source of food. Mm. And these, the, the, uh, it's being washed by uh, salt water for the first time in their history. Yeah. And some of them have to leave. There, there, there are exoduses from islands now that are, are about to be submerged. And this again becomes part of this mission. What can we give them to support them? Drop bags of cement so they can put up their own berms, so they can, they can make retaining walls around their gardens. 
it's the, the mission changes because of the things that are going on. And, and uh, in order to know that you have to be in touch with these, these islands. So it's not, they don't drop, you know, soccer balls and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, and uh, ice cream, right. you know, they, they drop what they need and it has, and it falls within very limited categories. So Operation Christmas Drop, the movie, dropped one year ago, just before the 2020 holidays. The Netflix team not only gave $10,000 worth of critical supplies, the OCD story would be shared widely. Even though the need is always there, and even more great after COVID derailed the mission, the U.S. military was not reaching out to tell its own story. But when the film team wanted to be in Guam to amplify the mission, they did welcome the help. To the credit of the forces, their job is not to self-promote that kind of thing, you know? Um, the mission is, uh, is is very clear. And I think that they're all very conscious of that instead of being, you know, uh, giant banner-waving people that say, look at what we can do. Um, uh, the, the, the fact that they're as humble as they are and as, as soft-spoken about things like that um, is, is also an attractive thing. That it's not, it's not hey... I didn't get a phone call saying, hey, come and do a movie about Operation Christmas right, Drop. Right, it was right. us going to them saying, please let us come in and, and do this. Uh, and, and them saying, absolutely, we could right. really use some help. For uh, the kind of things that they needed, they really did need some promotion. And uh, we were more than happy to be able to you know, say, hey, let's tell everybody this is a real thing and let's get it out there. Netflix did great. They filmed the movie and they, when they released it, they were great. And I know a lot of the people in the movie were a lot of the military guys that were in the background playing extra, super excited to be a part of that. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they did fantastic stuff for us. And then as the movie came out, uh, they, they gave us a huge donation as a thank you. And, and yeah, we continue to see that movie on Netflix and it continues to increase popularity for, for Operation Christmas Drop. After nine years of Air Force service, Captain Matt Carowin couldn't be prouder of the OCD mission. We know that serving anywhere and especially overseas is not easy. And it's been quite the mental health boost for him and the whole team to see thousands of people waving and smiling in thanks. Uh, as we've stated, we've worked really hard all year uh, with donors in the community to get the things that we need to give the people on the islands. Um, and then we go and we have something like the box build and you see the community come together. You see the air forces uh, from Korea and Japan and all the other allied nations that work with us come together. And we're putting all that stuff in the boxes, we're filling them up, we're decorating them. And you can look around the room and you can see people high-fiving, uh, people gathering around the boxes to take pictures and morale just goes through the roof as the entire effort, the year-long effort that has been going on um, finally reaches the end point and we're putting the stuff in the boxes to send out the door. It really is a big boost on mental health and morale uh, for all the parties involved. They know that these bundles falling from the sky will be directly helping these communities for months to come. This uh, definitely has been probably the biggest thing I've ever been a part of. It's been very humbling and, and a big honor. Had a lot of work, uh, but when we started to see those bundles fall, uh, me and the team couldn't have been prouder. And it was definitely worth every, every bit of effort, every late night, uh, every bit of coordination. And uh, yeah, uh, it's probably the biggest thing I'll ever be a part of. And it was a great, great honor for me. Thank you to Captain Matt Carowin and the OCD team at Anderson Air Force Base in Guam for your service to so many. 
You can learn all about OCD at www.anderson, that's A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N, dot A-F, dot M-L, dot M-I-L, slash OCD. And thanks to Martin Wood for your own form of serving those who serve and taking on this movie as your own mission. Of course, for this holiday season, make sure you check out Operation Christmas Drop on Netflix and add it to your annual holiday movie list. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us at Homebase Nation, uh, wherever you listen, and please write a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. This episode was co-produced and edited by Lucy Little. I'm Ron Hirschberg, your host, and thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.